This week on Amazingly Terrible, we are watching Tailspin, episode 59, The Ransom of Red Chip. Thou may profit within the moment, were one to rotate, rotate, rotate. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What the hell is that from? I don't even care. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that's cool because it buys Sunny D. Oh man, just like your mom. Dude, I used to love that shit. That was the fucking best. Like, oh just, yeah. I mean, it was just chemicals and it was orange. Like, it had no fucking orange juice in it. Yeah. Like, and I know that's the, cool. This is the like consistency that, yeah. of milk, but it tastes like orange. We're, we're, the, we're that podcast. It's like you look into the podcast fridge and you're like, Marin, Greatest Generation, Brother, My Brother, Me. Amazingly terrible. You got amazingly terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. My mom's cool. Yeah, yeah. I will fuck you. <laughs> Your mom has super <laughs> poor taste. <laughs> yeah. God. I always thought Sunny D was like the step before you actually got to orange juice. That like, this is like the byproduct of actually making orange juice. It's purple We juice. can sell this. Yeah. It's all the stuff they took out of the frozen, dehydrated orange juice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man, I miss I miss those old juices that came in a can. Donald Duck orange juice. Oh, yeah. did you guys, did you guys ever get the Cran- uh, cranberry juice cocktail? The, the the concentrate stuff from the freezer. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's uh, what we used to make psycho juice out of. Is that what it was? It was okay. like that. It was like that mixed with Sprite and Kool Aid. Crystal Light, because every everyone's parents had Crystal Light in the house. Oh my like. god! Yeah, that's, why? in the nineties. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I still have it, by the way. So when you guys get here, I've got all these different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it that ancient ass, like oval-shaped fucking thing? No, it's not the tubs. <laughs> that would be that would be absolutely ancient. No, they're they're they still make them. So I've got all different flavors. I am totally embracing being a '90s dad. I I blast. You know, 80s it's no me. longer the '90s, right? I know, but I'm dude, gonna, the '90s was 30 years ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna resurrect the '90s dad. Or reincarnated in me, or whatever. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know you're listening to Amazingly Terrible. This is where we uh, review cartoons. You know it. You love it. You've been with us this whole time. But that illustrious voice that you just heard, I know it doesn't require any introduction, but that was my friend, your friend, Michael. Wow. What's going on, Mike? Oh, Mike, I Mike, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the I old way. Like, I don't like it. I don't. This <laughs> makes me nervous. <laughs> taste in my mouth. It did. I definitely felt the red dot of the sniper uh, on the back of my head <laughs> <laughs> when, when Adam was talking. Yes. You're right, Mike. Nice. All right, it was a okay. bad idea. I agree. So, so we won't stick with that one. Okay. My I name's know. Adam. I'm Matt. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David. <laughs> this is Derek. My call sign is Coop. I'm Grease Matt. Grease Matt. <laughs> Grease Matt. Grease Matt. I'm Grease Matt. I'm Grease Matt. Hey, I'm Grease Matt. How do you like that? Oh, my God. They let Hold me come on the radio at night because I am willing, willing to work for nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm willing to work for nothing and yeah. work the midnight shifts. 
the, the dead men shift on the radio station. I actually don't need to eat. I subsist on the sound of my own satisfaction with my voice. <laughs> I know it's sonically unpleasant to everyone, but I love it. <laughs> I, I Sonically? I am my own fuck album. <laughs> Lord. Sometimes I simply command myself to come, and I do. <sighs> All right, oh. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you killed it. Uh, it was already dead. Anything going on with you guys this week? Do we want to do? Let's do some more bro love. So my cat shit and vomited <laughs> all over the house today, and because I work from oh, home, like dude, I got to hear every time she was throwing up, and she was like doing these terrible little drip shits. So there's like little dots of cat shit all over my apartment. It's fucking. I mean, oh, honestly, sucks, I'm glad man. I was home so I know what was going on, because I had if I had come home, I'd just been like, what? What? It, it's gone insane in here. Oh god, that's a fucking joke right there. I missed. What's that? It's just, we're gonna make this a sex album. You just went. If I had come home, and then <laughs> pause for dramatic effect. I'm like, well, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, because because that's where uh, David has to input the uh, the drip sound effect. Yeah, yeah, he's got to do the grease man. <laughs> yeah, Grease Man. Fucking disgusting. Man. That thinking back, I'm like that was a th- it's like a fever dream. That was a thing that happened. That man had a job. <laughs> People called into that show. Yeah. Well, wasn't that the same radio station that like suddenly turned into a mariachi station? Yeah. Yeah, HFS eventually just suddenly flipped over it's to like being mariachi o- music overnight just <laughs> so suddenly great they absolutely did dude we used to listen to the shit out of them awesome. back in college and then all of a sudden they became like mexican rock the end. yeah well, I, I liked i like to think that uh the grease man actually like got the entire station in trouble in some fashion no but and he as, was well off the air the, by then as part like, of the lawsuit they had to turn the, well no because the lawsuit was pending so they took him off the air, but then the lawsuit was still pending. And then part of the settlement of that lawsuit is they just gave the station to whoever he sexually harassed. Like all of America. He and, sexually and then, harassed at least every, all of the DMV area. Everyone yeah. everyone with ears. No, they got bought like by Clear Channel like everybody fucking else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's true. And they probably needed to have more Spanish-speaking advertising space, basically. They were probably like, this This station costs more money than it brings in. We're just going to... We will switch everyone over to DC 101 as it has the highest market share. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and there you go. And they were just like, yeah, eliminate it. It competes with itself. Goodbye. Yeah. DC 101 is is really okay. fucking lame nowadays, honestly. I mean, it was, it was lame back in the day. Yeah, it was not that great back then. It's the same radio channel. We're playing the same songs they did in the nineties. Yeah, 90s. yeah. It, it's it's <laughs> still the, the, the best. same morning DJ. The, yeah. It's the same hits from the seven or the eighties, nineties, and today. It's twenty twenty three. How do we go eighties, nineties, and today and cover a span of twenty three years? You know the the greatest trick the devil ever played was buying up all media. That was brilliant. Uh. How's everybody else doing, David? I'm good. So the, watching me do my own little unboxing video here in the, in the background. I I was watching. Oh. What do you um? I was what are you hearing. hiding? I was not. Made an order to a hot sauce place. Habanero, Habanero hun- mustard. Hus- mustard. That is a lot of mustard. 
That is, yeah, that's a big jar. It's perspective. No. Oh, oh, I thought it was like the size of like a, um, geez, a tomato sauce can. <laughs> tomato sauce jar. <laughs> Fuck me. Come on, you can do it. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I can say three words. Why don't you, you talk it. good now? <laughs> so, so what are you doing with that hot sauce, David? Yeah. Uh, I like hot sauce, and uh, I've liked Pepper Palace for a while. Hmm. I love Pepper Palace. Nice. I I hate that their uh, hottest sauce in the universe, they downgraded it to second generation or second dimension or whatever, and it's in a tiny little one-ounce bottle. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. But you only need, like, l- less than a drop. Like, what you they- literally can, like, dip a toothpick into it and then swirl it in your cheese. What are we uh, swirling in cheese? The hottest sauce in the universe from Pepper Palace. That just sounds like tomorrow at about 10 a.m. after my second espresso, I'm going to be screaming on the toilet. Yeah, speaking of, the, um, the doc wanted me to switch to a different type of heartburn medication. So basically for the past month, I've just been having horrific heartburn off and on. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Oh, well, I'll keep <laughs> it some, is what it is. I'll keep so some it, milk here for you. Oh, I was actually thinking just Tums. I, I can't do Tums. They're too chalky. I've always looked for, like, um, pills. I would love it if Tums came in, like, a coated capsule so I didn't have to chew it because I mm-hmm. feel like I'm chewing on a, a piece of chalk. Would you go the other way? Would you be happier if it came just as, like, a loose powder that you had to cram into your you mouth? Just, that you snorted? Oh, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> came to the right yeah. place. I could, I could go for a, a liquid gel. Suppository. A, a <laughs> Suppository. It has to go up your colon to get to your stomach. Yes. It's going to go in the other way around. Tums is one of those things that, like, you see it when you're a kid and you're like, is that candy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of advertised a little bit like candy. Yeah. And, and like, you see, like, uh, your grandfather taking it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're, you're like, like, oh, wow, my grandfather really seems to like it. That must be good. Right. <laughs> it's like Kenny. That's how he died. Um, yeah. Too many times, yeah. You're like, is that just, is that like Werther's? Is it just like a shitty old candy that they like because they're old? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, they like it because it's pain relief. They like it because it allows them to sleep at night. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. You're saying that Tums is the reason why, like, People got through Vietnam. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Tums is like how the greatest generation hey guys, doesn't talk you, about you, what happened you, to them. You want to know it really fucking levels you off in war? Tums. 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 It's not Tums. booze. Tums. It's not fucking yeah. THC. It's not Imodium. Yeah. It's t- fucking Tums. That's why the greatest generation came home and didn't have PTSD. Tums. Tums. I think they did have PTSD. Oh yeah, completely on hundred percent. We just we just called it something different. Yeah, they absolutely did. That generation went on to be like exceptionally paranoid. Yeah, hence the not to get political. Hence the housing crisis. No big deal. Uh, or the Cold War. Oh, or the war yeah, on drugs. Well, I mean, there was a lot of things. There was a lot of things. There was. There was a, a lot. lot. Speaking of one of those things that boomers made, let's talk about that tale.
DuckTales, mm-hmm. man. No, that was <laughs> DuckTales. Yes. This show, was this racist? The entire time I watched this, was I like, is this thing, am I watching something that's uh, racist? Okay, we, we can get the into this. The entire fucking 22 minutes and 46 seconds? We can get into this. We'll, we'll talk about it. Because I think it's I, racist. Uh, it's a lot more about the original King Louis depiction. Oh, my God. And the accusation of whether or not that was racist. They originally wanted to hire Louis Armstrong to play King Louis. And uh, King Louis is not a character who appears in the book. So they, they d- Disney invented him. And Wait, Louis Armstrong or uh, Louis Prima? Louis Prima is who they went to because they're like, we need a Louis white Armstrong. Louis Armstrong because it's going to look really bad if we cast Louis. Because like, the, they made a plan to do that, and then somebody, somebody from the legal department came in and be like, yeah, don't do that. That's so, how you know it was ultra racist because this was made back in the day, and they yeah. said, don't be racist. Yeah. Anyway, so they went with Louis Prima in order to cut off concerns that it would be a racist depiction. And we're completely, in my opinion, unsuccessful. Yeah. <laughs> so those of you that are avid listeners out there, you would have noticed that... Uh, <laughs> all, t- all twos of you. All, all, of you. all seven yeah. of you. Yeah. You would have noticed on the previous episode where we announced this episode, we had said we were going to be listening to episode 59, Road to Macadamia. And the issue has popped up that... Disney has taken down various episodes of Tailspin that are somewhat problematic. Mm. And one of the things that one of the episodes that came down was episode 32, Last Horizons. Play on Last Horizon, Lost Horizon. Yes. It's like a um, pre-World War II Asian nation called Pandala that looks like, that's visually looks like a Chinese culture but actually has like a lot of Japanese cultural elements to it. And it's like this weird fictitious mashup of those two countries. And in the episode, they essentially bomb the shit out of the <laughs> nation. Whoa. So, so in uh, wait, present what? day, they <laughs> decided to take that episode down and not have it as part of their regular lineup. So if you go to... What a shame. If you go to Disney.com, The Road to Macadamia is actually episode 58. If you go to the Disney Wiki, The Road to Macadamia is episode 59. And if you go to IMDB, The Road to Macadamia is episode 60. Interesting. Because there's also one. So some of them they've kind of suppressed. There's one that only aired twice. Yeah, and they've cut that one completely, and that was yeah. flying dupe. So it was supposed to be like the very last episode. Yeah, that was episode sixty-five, and it aired once in the original run, and then it aired in error because Disney at that point was like, "No, no, 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 we've really, really fucked up on this one." What did they do with it? They, what was it? They just don't release it anymore. But they they aired it in error in like nineteen ninety-eight. Right. Yeah. What was the subject matter on terrorism? That? Terrorism. Yeah. Yeah, it's just terrorism. Oh, wait, the, the Tailspin people were doing terrorism? No, no, no. no. <laughs> that they, would be great. The episode, <laughs> the episode was yeah. banned because it actually depicted terrorism. Yeah, so. Kit, Kit Clown Kicker's like making a bomb. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. The High Marshal of Timberia from Cape Suzette is getting a goodwill present from Baloo. And Baloo is unaware until the end of the episode that the package contains a bomb. Oh, man, I thought Baloo was was uh committing terrorism yeah they, no baloo had he had a um, a suicide vest on 
and he ran into <laughs> oh, oh man uh, Kit Cloudbuster. Kit Cloudbuster. <laughs> I also had an extra special assignment. Yeah, that's that's right, listeners. I yes, th- yes. this is what it's like working with me. <laughs> I get, I assigned everyone the extra duty of watching Porco Rosso. We gotta stop that Porco pilot. How many of you did it? I did it. I did. I I have now watched it twice in the last week. Yep. I was I was mentioning this to uh, to Matt when I signed on. I had never seen that movie. I know it has come up in conversation a couple of times. And as somebody who is a girl dad and actually an aviator in real life. I was like fucking crying at the end of it. Yeah. That movie is awesome. That, that that's like top 10 movies for me now. Like I'm going to watch that like every couple months. And the second that my daughter can understand it, we're going to watch Porco Rosso or Porco Rosso or whatever you and it just yeah. Fucking seaplane pilots, awesome. badass motherfuckers, you know. Like it was I had no idea it was going to hit that hard. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's yeah. that film really sneaks up on you, I think. I think I think if I had watched it before before we had adopted the kid, I would have been like, "Yeah, that's a cool movie." Like, you know, like do you guys remember Crimson Skies, the old video game, kind of similar in mm-hmm. scope to to kind of the air vehicles that they had, you know, yeah. the, the planes with the cool designs and everything, but like for whatever reason, like the the scenes where she's like, "You're not a you're not a pig. You're a good person. And I'm just sitting there, and it's just like fucking giant shells hitting my chest. I'm like, fuck. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. I, like I said, I watched it again today because yeah. I was like, I really love this. You know, the first five minutes of the movie, they have these cool planes, cool designs. He's out there flying around, and then they talk about like the whole like all pilots go to heaven and stuff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking best waterworks, nice. Wow, See, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm, I didn't very pleased with that outcome. What's that? I didn't realize oh, yeah. it was a um, Studio Ghibli film. Like I, I thought, I thought it was oh, actually yeah. an entirely different studio that made it. And when we put it on over here, this is actually the first time I watched it as well. Nice. And the, and the Studio Ghibli theme came up. I was like, oh, I didn't. The motor this says one. Ghibli on the friggin' goddamn valve covers. Yeah, once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once when you, you go to the piccolo it, yeah. shops, you're just like, oh, I guess Ghibli made racing airplane motors and then Japanese films. No big deal. That's he's a, he, I mean, he's a huge uh, aerospace enthusiast. He's done multiple. Oh, is spin- he really? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of his oh, nice. like total fetishes. Nice. What did you think yeah. of that? No, no, I liked it a great deal. I really enjoyed it. When it first started up, I was like, oh, this is totally Tailspin because there are animals that are flying and beating each other. I can't believe they ripped off uh, Studio Ghibli. And then I was like, when he pulls into the actual bar, I'm like, wait, he's the only pig. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And it took a while for it for for it to, for them to actually like reveal about the curse and all that stuff in that particular scene. But but I was really digging it. I really thought that it, the idea of a, um, a giant pig man walking around... Uh, pre-World War II Italy, being hunted by the secret police and then not being able to find him was funny. Was what? Funny. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah, like, there, there's like he, an he, inherent... He doesn't uh, blend in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like when Ferrari meets him in the movie theater exactly. and he's like, oh, hey, I knew it was you. And you're like, dude, yeah, he's no the shit, only you know, like 280-pound <laughs> pig 
wearing a fedora in a three-piece suit. Right. Yeah, I love the way the film treats the fact that he's a pig because everybody's completely chill with it. And yeah, they're just like, yeah, dude, you went off to the war and you became a pig and then you came back. Yeah, but can you imagine if That's you it. heard something like that? If you heard like word of mouth, like, yeah, yeah, dude, I met this man. He was a pig. <laughs> like, <laughs> would you be like? Doesn't well, matter. Like the, the film was the film was amazing. It was beautiful. <laughs> I, agree. I I fucking love it. I love it. The flying is great. Like the shit he talks about, like. The fact that, like, Theo, like, he doesn't want her, and then he just, like, reluctantly allows her to tag along, and then it's very clear that he becomes her parent and guardian. I mean, it. you guys can't do this to me every week. (laughs) 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 This sort of of shit is deep. Nice. I love it. I love that there was a good, great personal connection. That was good. Oh, yeah, dude. No, I absolutely, as soon as 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 the kid knows, knows enough, I'm going to be like, hey, let's watch Porco Rosso. And then halfway through the film, she's going to be like, Daddy, are you crying? And I'm going to be like, no. No, you're crying. I'm no, not crying. It's, it's, just crying. Dust, it's dusty in here. No, I'm a pig. I'm just going to be just like <laughs> bawling in the corner. Yeah. Just like, oh, I'm a um, So anyways, it was fantastic. Yeah. David, had Thanks you... for the wreck, man. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> David, had you seen it before? I had not seen it before. Uh, I thought it was a lot more Japanese than Tailspin. <laughs> That's yeah, true. That, that is true. It was. <laughs> but but Matt, have you watched it uh, recently? Um, n- honestly, not super recently. I was going to do a rewatch and I ran out of time this week. But uh, within the past two years. Okay. So I was going to ask you about the scene in the beginning where the mass of children just sort of flow over the airplanes like a wave. Yeah, isn't that oh, beautifully yeah. animated? <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's there's that and then my other favorite part in it is like the beauty of japanese animation they have no problem like showing like burnt out cigarettes like just yeah yeah and <laughs> stuff no, no, no. like i'm just like oh fuck yeah i love you japan they they show him eating a meal and he's smoking while he's eating it <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude there's multiple times where like he like he just like long draws the dart and then he shoots two friggin' like not like wafting out of his nostrils. They're like jet streams of fucking <laughs> exhale. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's kind of funny though, because if you if you had turned into a pig, like you would find new ways to enjoy your body. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, oh wow. dude, I would. Di- My corkscrew War, penis War is really pilot. doing something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> The part that really got me for this was close to the beginning when he does the first shootdown of like the first pirate gang. Yeah. And he and he yells out to them, Give me all of the money, but keep but a little save bit enough to yeah, save, your save plane. enough to fix up your plane. Because I still gotta work. So you still gotta work. Right. He has so a, keep right. a little bit of cash to get back up in the air. He has a symbiotic relationship with them to where like he keeps them in business. So that he, he can still, you know, he still has a cushy job. Don't want to deplete the herd like we do with the beaver. <laughs> so I, I, have, I have one question at the end of the movie, right, where Theo kisses him, and then he's going back to his plane to, to divert the essentially the fascist Italian Air Force, and then uh, Curtis goes off. Did we that do, break the curse, or we don't, we don't know? Okay, so we don't see his face. After she kisses him, 
And then the, the American looks back at him and says, well, your face, come back here and talk. And he's like, nah, don't worry right. about it. We got to go. Yeah, We're yeah. Gonna go fly off. So, of course, the theory is young girl, young innocent girl uh, kisses him. And she forgives him, essentially, for being like a shitty cowardly pilot that left his friend to die or whatever it was, whatever mm-hmm. the curse was that, that uh, caused him to turn into a pig. And that broke the curse. My theory is he got his ass thoroughly kicked by an American. And that <laughs> broke the curse. <laughs> yeah, right. I never, I never, like, because that's the movie, definitely I worked in all the wars we've fought. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, um, as penance, he just gets his ass completely handed to him. Not necessarily by an American, but just gets the shit kicked out of him for the first time since he became a pig. And then now, like, the universe is like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll forgive you now. You just got the tar beaten out of you. I never took it as, like, he became a pig because he was cowardly. I think the being the pig is that it, it's like a choice about who he, about his character, that he, like, embraces sort of, like, corruption and disassociation and, and not connecting right. with anything. And he goes through an emotional journey to realize that he, he needs those things in order, you know, to, to accept those things back to his life so he can be a human again. Yeah, because... The circumstances make it seem more like it's uh, survivor's guilt. Oh, yeah. Which changed him. Oh, absolutely. Like, his best friend was killed in that dogfight. Yeah, because he was the one that called himself a coward for, for flying away when his best friend was on a dogfight. Yeah. I mean, this is, this. Is, I think he has PTSD. Yes, PTSD. Yeah, exactly. He has PTSD. And what cures PTSD? Getting into a fist fight with a famous American <laughs> actor who's also a pilot, so Tom Cruise. Right. He he realigns your thetans, and then bam, you're out of it. Oh man, I I just want my thetans all in a row. You know the mo- the movie was top top five aviator movies ever. So I watched the uh, the Americanized dubbed version instead of the, no judgment. Uh, uh, yeah, dude, Michael Keaton plays Porco Rosso, and then Carrie, uh, was it Carrie Elwes, whatever from uh, Princess mm-hmm. Bride plays yeah. Curtis. Like so the entire time I'm like, wow, Batman is like he's like, I don't know. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden the Princess Bride is like, I want to fight. <laughs> and these two dudes are just beating the shit out of each other and I'm like, oh man, this is amazing. This was on the tail end of Batman also cuz this was 1992, right? Or no, yeah. 19 Yeah, 1992. Yeah. Mm, yep. So. And they had a habit of uh hiring really big name uh actors and actresses like uh in is it Nausicaa or no Princess Mononoke? Yeah, wasn't yeah. Uh, Gillian Anderson in there? And the woman who voiced uh, Gia was the was the lead for Beauty and the Beast on Broadway for decades. I, I know we need to talk about Tailspin, but wow, that <laughs> yeah. was a fucking good movie, guys. <laughs> that was good. That, that was good. That was really good. I like. It has a lot more of the uh, colonial fear feel that Tailspin doesn't seem to have, but that Archer season seven does. <laughs> yeah, the whole field? like Adriatic, <laughs> yeah. where it's yeah. like you know mountain, like island, island, and you know going to the. It's it, you're right. It's a very very turn of the 20th century kind of expeditionary. It's his only film that takes place in a uh, an actual location on Earth, and like the positions and where things are, the action is supposed to happen, uh, like makes sense within the plot. Yeah, it's in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Whereas Tailspin yeah. seems to be taking more in the Caribbean. Actually, it's supposed to be in the South Pacific. 
So let's let's get into it. Let's get yeah. into it. So, okay, oh, let's let's are. talk about this trash ass cartoon. Oh, yeah. Tailspin first aired in 1990 on the Disney Channel, and it aired as part of the Disney Afternoon throughout the 90s. So ju- just real quick, also Poco Rosso coming to screen in 1992. It was actually based off of the manga that came out in 1989. So the manga does predate Tailspin. So there is still like a possibility yes. or likelihood that Tailspin was a ripoff. Yeah, of the, manga. the manga was uh, Hikote Jidai, or the Age of the Flying Boat, and it was put mm. out in 1989. So that gets into the uh, the influences. So the sh- series was largely developed by Jim uh, Mangam hmm. and Mark Zaslov. Mangam? I think I'm saying that correctly. Magan? Magan, that's probably... Yeah, Jim Magan. Jim spelled with a Y, which I haven't seen before. J-Y-M-N. They used essentially the exactly the same creative formula as Rescue Rangers, uh, which is existing characters plus existing TV show plus theft. Sometimes some crimes. <laughs> oh my god. Slipping through tailspin. Yes. Uh, the concept was to combine the 1967 cartoon The Jungle Book with a 1982 show called Tales of the Gold Monkey. Adding to the list. They fully... <laughs> the Gold Monkey, nice, nice. Yes, they there fully lifted the entire plot of Tailspin and the, the central conceit of Tailspin from Tales of the Gold Monkey, which is about a pre-World War II pilot in the Pacific who is running an air freight deli- shipping business and is mixed up in like the geopolitical events of the time and mostly spends his time drinking. So they also claim they took inspiration from the Heo Mizaki's anime from 1989, which... Okay. Porco Rosso is an interpretation uh, of Hikote Jidai. And was I developed... think they took all the things from Porco Rosso. <sighs> there is a lot of similarities. That's why I wanted us to watch it. There's a lot of yeah. similarities. This was That was developed into the animation Porco Rosso in 1998. So technically after when Tailspin was first created, but not when it was kind of popularized because it aired in 1990 on but it didn't have mainstream distribution until Disney Afternoon. Well, Disney is well known from pulling from Japanese animation, turning them around. Like The Lion King, from what I understand, was was a was an anime movie, and then Disney turned around and and made it theirs, and then bought the studio so that they couldn't sue them. That is the theory, and there's so many similarities here. It's it's like a it's like always been a big question for me, because certainly like. If you look at the work of Porco Rosso and you look at the at Tailspin and and looking at the two of these, you're like, well, one of these feels like a copy, and it's not Porco Rosso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, Porco Rosso was gorgeous. Yeah, like Tailspin was. Tailspin was Bud Light. Well, it was, Tailspin was Tailspin was good for an American animation because um, it still had like the backing of Disney behind it, so it did feel a lot like maybe maybe not as good as um, Ducktales. But yeah, like probably up there, like in in league with yeah. Rescue Rangers. The, they're they're milking the same cow. Just later. Did, yeah, they, they Launch, are, yeah. Did Launchpad have his own show? No, he had um, Darkwing Duck. 
Yeah, he was he was more of a main character in Darkwing Duck. That so yeah. that was his spinoff. Okay, because I, I feel like they could have done a better job if they would have just done like Tailspin, but with Launchpad and none with of ducks the, instead of with yeah jungle book characters. Well, so. they do. They I mean, Tailspin is actually set in the 1930s. They don't it do, they don't yeah. go into it a lot, but they don't have technology above radio. Well, the the problem is their planes are. 40s technology. We'll get into mm. that. <laughs> in bygones, the episode bygones, they did say that World War One had ended 20 years ago. Yep. So it's like late 30s. Yep. Mm. It's 1938. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting fact about Porco Rosso: it was in originally intended as an in-flight movie for Japan Airlines. <clears throat> oh yeah, I did know that. They, I saw that. And they gradually grew it into a feature film. Even and Japan Airlines still stayed heavily invested in it because they believed in yeah. the product. Okay, let's talk about Tailspin. So our primary characters is Blue, the sloth bear from the Jungle Book. Uh, he's <laughs> he's he w- your basic bitch. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. not fly with that guy. So he was he was originally voiced by uh, Phil Harris, who did him in the nineteen sixty seven Jungle Book, and but he was replaced by Ed Gilbert because at the time Phil was eighty five and had to be driven in from Palm Springs for each session, and they were afraid he was going to die before they could finish the show. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think they didn't want to pay to drive him up from Palm probably, Springs. Yeah. Probably. That's probably more yeah. the issue. Baloo is the pilot of, of the Sea Duck, which is a modified version of a Fairchild C-82. And by modified, I mean uh, reimagined. Okay. <laughs> Yes. So heavily modified. Uh, it's it, it looks unrecognizably like the modified. They yeah. did not have those planes in the 1930s. No, if that's what you're asking. Uh, Kit Cloud Kicker is a who 12, does not appear in this episode. Does not appear in this episode, but he's a 12 year old brown bear, which for a brown bear is an adult. But in our story, he's a juvenile, and he's basically the audience surrogate. Uh, he was voiced by R.J. Williams. And then also Alan Roberts in different episodes. Uh, and he was a char- not a character in the original Jungle Book. And he, I always found him pretty one-dimensional. But looking back, that might have just been the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was. We also have Rebecca, Rebecca Cunningham, who is who's a love... Yeah, who's not in this episode. She's the love interest, perhaps, and owner of right, the I'm air back. service where Baloo works. Yeah. Because she bought his debt. He used to own it, and now they own it. Their relationship is based on Sam and Rebecca from Cheers. Was Rebecca the name of Christy Alley's character? Yes. It basically, it's a, it's a will-they-won't-they they kind of uh, dynamic. She was actually voiced by Sally Struthers. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Cool. He, and finally, we have Louie, who's voiced by Jim Cummings. Uh, he's another character from the film Jungle Book. He is a racist stereotype voiced by Louis Prima originally. Yeah, originally voiced by Louis Prima. Yeah. Voiced by Jim Cummings for this series. Yes. And Louis Prima's wife sued Disney for uh, unpaid royalties to Louis Prima and also for, what was it, copying his voice or oh, creating, really? an, creating an impersonation of his voice. So Disney settled out of court... And since that settlement, they actually stopped using King Louis in 
any of their other representations. So Jungle Book 2 in 2003 did not have King Louie in it. Which was they, a smart decision on a lot of levels, it sounds yeah. like. Apparently, they, <laughs> when they brought him back in for like the live-action Jungle Book, they, they called him King Larry, and they changed the entire voice and setup and everything. I think they the really, so. yeah, they kind of reinvented him for the yeah. uh, when they did the CGI one. Yeah, which was smart on their part, honestly. That was a good call. Uh, yeah, don't, don't carry the, the uh, racist character on through your series. Yeah. This is the, the thing that, um, Lucas didn't learn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ditch the racist character after you do him once. There are hundreds of characters. Like, literally the list goes on and on. I just tried to name the, the main ones. Shere Khan was the owner of Khan Industries. He was the yeah, tiger. He played like the main bad guy, right? Uh, not exactly. Oh, okay. The main bad guy was probably the leader of the air pirates, but Shere Khan was more like a Lex Luthor kind of character. So sometimes bad, sometimes good, but always with his own kind of... Like Mom from Futurama. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> so Disney developed a film called Plunder and Lightning uh, to pilot Tailspin, and this was cut into the first four episodes. And then 65 episodes were created in total uh, as one full season. And two have been redacted. Yes. <laughs> so the, For our previous conversation. Yeah, and that final episode aired once in 1991 and once in 1999, just before the millennium. Okay, in other... Uh, its reach through about pop culture, the it was released on three DVD volumes, which I believe have all the episodes, even the terrorist ones. Uh, there nice. was a, there was a comic that only ran for eleven issues. There were three video games that were developed on the show. Uh, there was seriously a, there was three a sh- video games. Yes, that's Disney. Yeah. Damn. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Back in the SNES days. Yeah. So there was a shooter for the SNES, and then two platformers for. The um, Sega Genesis and the Turbo Graphics 16. Nice. Yeah. Turbo Graphics 16 was spelled with an X. No big deal. It was spelled with an X. They misspelled <laughs> graphics. They, they put an yeah. F in it. Yeah. No no PH, <laughs> just F-I-X. Turbo Graphics. Fix. And that is the history, some of the history of Tailspin. Woohoo. No, <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> That's DuckTales. <laughs> so let's get into the episode. So Let's get into it. Let us put our penis right into this bear. That's right. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> what, what, what am I doing? Mm. It's called bean sharing. We were going to be watching Road to Macadamia. But instead, we watched the Ransom of Red Chimp. And quite frankly, I feel like Ransom of Red Chimp was much more amazingly terrible. It had only half the characters in it that you would usually see. And the entire show was basically just about a thirsty, elderly, well Yeah. Yeah. An elderly aunt yes. who yeah. can fucking rage in a plane and who is just... Who's, non-stop who's fucking sexual assault. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's really all it is. Yeah, it was... Uh, we'll get into it, but it was distasteful. Yeah, and also the plot was ripped from another property. It's uh, like... It's, oh, was it it's really? It's like an homage, yeah. Um, so, 
the uh, the opening credits look fucking amazing. Yeah, it's followed it's the a, yeah. Disney Afternoon checklist, which is great song, super catchy. Uses uses um, footage from a bunch of different episodes, expertly timed and cut, and then features cross dressing. Yes. Prominently. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that, that really is the case. Like every single Disney intro, you have to have some cross dressing in it. Yes. The characters have to dress and then perform as like cabaret dancers at some point. I actually wanted to point out the uh, title card of this episode. Nice. Mm. Okay. Which is pretty good and is one of only two episodes that has a title card. Oh, seriously? Really? <laughs> Because I love nice. title cards. It's one of nice. my it's one of my favorite. Just the typography and the weirdness. Louis's bar on the island was based on Rick's bar in Casablanca. Of course, uh, and basically is Rick's bar from Casablanca. Uh, and we start to see some of the background art, which is fucking awesome. Honestly, like most all of the background art in this in this show is great. So Baloo and Louie are drinking, laying in hammocks, and playing tiddlywinks off their fat fucking guts when a radio announcer mentions that uh, Luis Lamour, who is a daredevil air race pilot, uh, is going to Louis, which is like a very slow news day. Very slow. Well, I mean, you got to think this is the South Pacific. It probably just is. This is the type of news that they get all the time. Right. It's gossip. Just like, just like the, yeah. the locals going on, essentially. But I do got to say, I'm looking forward in two weeks to doing this, just laying on a hammock at Mike's place, playing tiddlywinks off my fat-ass gut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be outside with the hammock, it's going to be pretty cold, but you're more than welcome to. We're we're devoted. We're dedicated to this mission. You, you Mike, can't bring the hammock inside, no. Mike, this isn't getting aired until, like, May, so we'll pretend. Oh. <laughs> it's also, like, it's one of those things where you, like, you know, like, expat radio has, like, news that's interesting to expats. So it's, like, basically worthless, but more or less a coup is going on on the island, and they're just ignoring it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this won't trouble us whites. No worries here. We still have money and service. <laughs> Boy, bring me more gin. <laughs> we also learn that this is uh, Louis's aunt, and he Louis panics and tries to shut down the club, uh, saying his aunt will party too much and calls him Louis, and these uh, are going to destroy him in some way. Yeah, it seems like the, the her calling him Louis was going to be what bothered him the most of this entire ordeal it would bother so. me if if my aunt called me lewis but your name is matt yeah that's why like, it would I bother think, me I think, <laughs> I think in this exchange also we get uh, that she is wealthy so yeah she's she's she owns her own race plane right and flies <laughs> yeah, around this, it. this exactly. woman has some money yeah. yeah and she flies around with it the way racers never do that's right. <laughs> and, and Baloo is like Baloo at this point in time seems like he's kind of DTF with all of this he's like she sounds like my type of gal yeah yeah you know I want to party with her 
She's so cool. Well, Louis, again, like, uh, Baloo doesn't get it, you know? Like, nothing bothers Baloo. Nothing bothers Baloo. He's the type of guy that incurs so much debt that he has to sell his business to <laughs> right. a random person and still work for them. Yeah, he's... I mean, ba <laughs> again, I think I think this is supposed to be a depiction of PTSD, right? That he's, like, he's like dropped out of life. Like, yeah. he's a retired, essentially in his in, in his mid 30s. He's like 25 and he's retired. Yeah. yeah. Uh not cuz he could, just cuz he wanted to. He's the type of person that says, "I was tired yesterday. Today I'm retired." <laughs> <You> fucking idiot. <laughs> he's the type of guy that would make that joke. Yes. That yeah. It's the worst fucking joke ever. Exactly. That's exactly something he would say. He would be very into um oh, fuck. Jimmy Buffett. Yes, okay. that yes. too. Aunt Louie arrives, buzzes the restaurant, and then lands her non-seaplane on the zigzag dock itself. Mm -hmm. And she is very clearly an agent of the Chaos Gods sent to Earth uh, to torment and to corrupt its inhabitants for the, uh, for the benefit of the warp so that ultimately it can consume the material universe. Specifically, Sunesh. Yes, that thing. Yeah. She basically looks like it, she looks like if Janis Joplin was was a victim of eating the wrong thing in Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> she looks like you know she ate one of the the bloison berries and was turned into something and then squished and um, extracted. Yeah, and and yeah. that's uh, uh, and and tortured essentially. And Baloo is totally impressed, uh, but uh, Louise tips him and then just grabs Louise, shouting that she wants to party. Yeah. She loads the jukebox with coins in, like, a kind of fun little animation where she's, like, kind of mechanically popping them in there. Like, she's got tons of practice. Yeah. And gets the whole bar to start dancing and having a great time. She and Baloo start dancing together, and this becomes some sort of Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah, it's the worst thing you could do is walk into a bar, put Cherry Pop and Daddy's on for the next 20 songs. <laughs> Nothing but Cherry Pop and Daddy's. Baloo, Baloo and everybody else that meets uh, Aunt, whatever her name is. I don't remember her name. Uh, Louis. I think it's, it's Aunt Louise. Louis Louise. Yeah, Louise Lamore. Louise Lamore, yeah. Everybody loves her. Everybody thinks she's the life of the party. Everybody's having a good time except for Louis. Yeah, because their their wild abandon throws the restaurant into disarray. Bottles fall from the shelves. Furniture is destroyed, and Baloo is loving it. But L Louis unplugs the jukebox, and at that point, <laughs> uh, Lu Louis Lamore Louis Lamore goes berserk. She like kicks it up a notch. She starts playing baseball with coconuts. I, I think she kicks it up like 12 notches. She goes from like zero to a thousand. Yeah, she goes she's like full on hallucination. Let's start shredding coconuts so we can create fake snow so I can ski. And we're going to start riding, riding chocobos throughout the entire bar. Yeah, ride, ride down the stairs on, our, stairs on our skis. Yeah, and then have ostrich races. So she, yeah, yeah she definitely takes it up a notch. Uh, meanwhile, we cut to Don Carnage who is the leader of uh, the air pirates and his long-suffering, dim-witted air pirate crew. So they're relaxing and shooting down clouds that block Dawn's sunbathing. While turning Dawn with a pizza flipper, they complain of being bored, 
And Don, hearing the radio, suggests that they kidnap Louis L'Amour. Yeah. Louis, Louis L'Amour. And, and the Don is French, so. He's, he's all over the place. He's, he's in a, a, a sort of an amalgamation of different accents. Back at the bar, uh, she has converted uh, the bar into an ostrich racetrack. Um, at this point, Louis is at the end of his rope, and he fakes a radio broadcast, saying that the race that Louis uh, has been moved up to today, uh, and he fabricates a challenge to his aunt from Jacques and, de Jour. And that her opponent is bragging that he's going to beat her ass, basically. Yeah, from uh, another racer called Jacques de Jour. Uh, and then he cries crocodile teals as Louis storms out, uh, heading and, to the race. And Louis is doing this all wrong. What he needs to be doing is just going through and take, like, basically writing up an itemized bill right. for his rich aunt to pay. And he just like renovates his bar every. Yeah, he's just two trying to get rid of it. Yeah, so. she's trying to get rid of her inheritance, and he's too dumb to pick up the uh, the hint. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, you have a race plane? No big deal. Right. Anyway, her mid-flight, her plane is captured by the Iron Vulture, which is essentially the shield carrier in the purple yeah. colorway. It is in defiance of all physics. And it seems like the pirates already have it going on right now. If they can afford a ship of that side, its maintenance and upkeep, and its fuel costs, they're probably fine. Yeah, and there's yeah. also, like, hundreds of them. Like they, yeah. it, they seem to be, like, an, a never-ending supply of air pirates on this ship. Yeah, because there are an awful lot of airplanes in there. Because it is like a carrier. Yeah, there's like a ship carrier. There's like a whole airplane bay with folded up uh, wings. Like full planes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's the helicarrier, basically. Yeah. The yeah. pirates try to intimidate her and fail. Uh, and she turns the tables on them, uh, first flirting and then showing them how to scare people. And this culminates in a series of actions where... She challenges Mad Dog, the second in command, to an air race. Nice. And this is when nice. you're like, oh, uh, Luis is a one-trick pony. And, like, it's always like this. Well, a more a more nuanced show would, like, show her using this to facilitate her own escape and to get out because she now has access to her plane and she's flying around circles on the inside of the Iron Vulture. So eventually that's going to lead to her, like, busting her way out. Right. But no, they don't do that. No, no, because she, she, again, she's an agent of chaos. All she exists to do is to spread chaos. She doesn't care for her own flesh. Exactly. Exactly. Back at Louis' bar, Don Carnage calls Louis and Baloo, tell him that his aunt has been kidnapped, and he demands $5 million in ransom. And Louis caves very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) And he tells... Don Carnage tells them to meet him 20 miles south of the bar at midnight. Yeah, of Baloo's Island, or of uh, Louis Island. Yeah. yeah, and I just want to ask Derek, as as an aviator, is that yeah, good directions? That? Could you, uh, could if someone said to you, like, hey, fly your plane to 20 miles south of, south of this location at midnight and we'll meet up, would those two planes ever meet each other? So... Sort of. You can you can essentially give a bearing off of a fixed location 
and that is very precise. So if they if if he had meant south, okay. meaning like a hundred eighty degrees on yeah, like on the magnetic direction from this point in space, twenty miles, those two airplanes would be right on top of each other. But if you just kind of like gave a broad like south you know (laughs) like then absolutely like small plane big sky type thing yeah if they're like where do you want to meet and you're like south america (laughs) exactly if you're like south of mexico yeah yeah like where the fuck is that (laughs) that's a lot of hemisphere right there it's just a shitload of space at this uh point louis vows to free louis (laughs) vow locked in uh, who is at that moment air racing through the interior of the Iron Vulture, having food fights, and generally causing mayhem. And at this point, the Iron the uh, Iron Vulture, or the IV as I like to call it, uh, seems to crash into Don's hideout where he has been kind of sunbathing, and he clings to the side. And this just didn't make much sense to me, but uh, I just felt like it was just there to heighten the stakes somehow. Yeah. Or to, yeah. like, show off even more how much more chaos she's able to create by crashing right. their ship into his base and then, like, him trying to take control in some fashion. Everything she touches... climbing his way in. Yeah, everything she touches turns into a real Goldberg device that ends in death. Yeah. Finally, uh, Don climbs... Death and despair. What's that? <laughs> death and despair. <laughs> Doom! Yeah. That's what she says when she takes a poop. <laughs> she just yells it as she drops a grumpy. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> at this point, Don Carnage discovers uh, the chaos that Luis has created, and he finds her flying the ship uh, in a big floppy hat pretending to be a pirate. And he demands that the ship stop, but Luis again turns the table on him in the exact way that we all knew that she was, which is the saying that she loves a man with an accent. And, of course, the affection of an ugly woman is reprehensible to all men. Um, and so uh, this scares and frightens Dawn um, as she pursues him in an amorous fashion. In an aggressively amorous fashion. Yes. One of those, um, one of those AAFs. That's right. <laughs> AAF. Yeah. Louise is definitely AAF. <laughs> she, I fucking knew it. She AAF fuck. She's AAF AF. I really hate you guys. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and, and at this point in time in the series, this is when I'm like, Don Carnage, you're a pirate. You're a pretty boy. You're not very successful. You have an a- aged, yeah, wealthy, like supremely wealthy agent of chaos. Agent of chaos. Exactly. Agent of he's chaos. Trying to, yes. He's but... trying to ransom her off for five million dollars. Meanwhile, she would bring more than five million dollars to the table and willingly give it to him. Yeah, like he, maybe, he, like honestly, this this is like a golden opportunity. Maybe for him. she was trying to rape him on screen. The whole thing, the whole <laughs> thing, honestly, the whole thing was really gross. I I hate it. It was. This it was. This the was way not they a treat her episode. character is disgusting. 
Yeah, hundred percent with you. We get serious uh, Pepe Le Pew, Pew vibes, which is again Reverse another Pepe thing Pew, that yeah. they learned not to include in cartoons anymore. Yeah, because it's gross and it's not any better if you know a female character does it. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Having said that, he should have jumped on this opportunity. <laughs> got married, got the will change, you know, gotten in there. I would have respected him more if he'd done it. Adam, yeah, get out of exactly. horny jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she is a redhead, Mike. Yeah, she is. She's you know, a redhead. She's a red body. She's a, she's she's a, a red a, She's a Category 5 clinger. There's no way. Oh, Jesus. That's reprehensible, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm just saying, Don Carnage has got it made if he could just go along with this. No. Right? Yeah, if he's like, this is my jam. Yeah. Dude, money. The, they uh... Load that bitch in the cash gun and just... <laughs> Plus, like, honestly, like, according to Blue, she's a ton of fun, too. So. I was going to say, she seems like she's fun, you know? Um, she's, but... the type of, she's the type of uh, partner that would be like, you know what? Let's go to Paris for the week real quick, just yeah. on a whim. Or she might I'm be the buy you kind of partner who's like, hey, let's go blow up Paris. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, let's go blow hey, up Paris. Let's, let's get an eight ball. It'll last us all week. Underneath the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, sweetie, have you ever tried meth before? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Because I just, just started doing is. it an hour ago, and I have a lab now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing some really bright colors, or is it just the shrooms I took a few minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> that fistful of few shrooms. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Have you ever tried a land war in Asia? <laughs> you, you gotta get uh, on this. Lord. It's funny because we're, we're in airplanes. That's the reason why it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but they have a Comedy of Errors style fight. But Luis eventually stumbles into a cage and Don locks it through misadventure. Yes. And, and without hesitation, she immediately picks the lock. So, yeah. Like so the next she's got that going for her, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, nothing can hold. Again, agent of pure chaos. Nothing can hold her as long as she continues to serve chaos. They will continue to fix the world so that she's unable to die. Yeah. I think she's definitely trying to end her life. Like, <laughs> this is all just like her suicide mission, basically. She's five hundred years old, man. She's she's got like uh, triple uh, life insurance policies taken out in her life, and she's just trying to leave it all to Louis. So yeah, she's yeah. doing her best to try to drive herself into a heart attack. <laughs> she's like, no matter what happens, I keep doing all of this cocaine, and my heart just keeps going. No, and and the the uh, dark gods of the of the war simply will not release her. Outside, right. Louis and Baloo are throwing coconut bombs. They get on the radio with Don, who demands the money. But at that point, Louis Don discovers that Louis has picked the lock, and again she chases him comically around the command deck. And this is like a very fast, weird transition where. There really was no reason, really, to lock her up. It's just, yeah, they needed to fill space. And and Don Carnage, as he's interacting with Louis now, keeps like dropping the price on the ransom. Yeah, as she's chasing him around and kissing him, and 
straddling him and groping him. Yeah, at, at so. the height of comedy, um, a man turns down a woman. That is so funny. And, and he, hey, Benny, you know what's funny? Hey, you know what's funny? Hey, you know reverse what? Reverse sexual assault. That's what's funny, Benny. <laughs> hey, you know what would be? You know what's something you love? What I love, I love. Uh, you know, the ladies. Uh, even though they don't Do love you love me. fucking? Wouldn't it be funny if you didn't? <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, this guy again. Would, Who lets him into the room? Jesus. <laughs> Phil, get out of here. What are you doing? Phil, come on. <laughs> Phil. Me and Benny are trying to make a cartoon, and you keep coming in here talking about I know how you do. I know like your dad owns the studio. I'm talking here. I'm talking here. <laughs> Sounds like you're squawking here. Oh, Ooh, geez. write that down. That's a good one. Oh, that's a good joke. That oh, down. what if they were all boys? <laughs> oh, wait, no, we did that one. We called no, that one. No, no, no. We called no, that one. No, what about fish? But, but tails. Is like there that. a different kind of tail we can allude to? Mermaid uh, If you know what I mean. <laughs> you mean Jason Tail, Benny? Ah. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if we didn't know? I mean, do you ever what think about we, it? You know, just you, you ever think about kissing the man? <laughs> <laughs> well, Benny, this is uh, roughly the time frame when uh, when two men get together. It's not gay. It's exploring each other's masculinity. <laughs> what? Now it's, get those pants off. It's, it's not gay. It's a club. <laughs> <laughs> it's only gay if you like it. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> <It's only gay. laughs> Oh, let's finish out this episode so we can talk about Who it. God damn. Uh, there's no such thing as gay anymore. There's just, no, there's just different kinds of bodies to rub up against. Benny's sexuality <laughs> is fluid, and it is hey, an ocean I... that we almost explore on our own, in our own what time. About, what am I doing on this one? Am I grabbing boobs or giving a reach around? No big deal. Both. Boobs or God, God gave <laughs> you two hands, Benny. <laughs> Fucking sick. I gave you two hands <laughs> and three That's legs. Right. I can I can give a reach around and feel up some boobies. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, oh god, I'm so oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so basically, the episode ends with uh, Darn Carnage driving the price down to five bucks. Yes, Louis saying you got yourself a deal, and then realizing he doesn't have five bucks. So then Don Carnage slaps five bucks into Louis's hand and gives him his aunt back. Yeah. D- they L- drag L- the aunt away, crying because she's no longer going to be able to spend time with her truest love. Yeah. The pirates put up a token fight, and then they uh, borrow the money for them in order to release uh, Louis's aunt from ransom. Back at the bar, uh, Louis is drinking away her sorrows when all of a sudden in comes Jacques de Jour. Uh, asking for a fromage burger. Mm-hmm. And he is uh, then promptly carried away by Luis, uh, who loves his French accent. And again, it's disgusting because uh, Louis and Blue then, um, you know, cheers and drink to the idea of Louis' aunt raping a, comp- a competing pilot. We do have like a little bit of a love hate initially from uh, Luis because she says, You're the pilot that said that you were going to beat me yeah. in the race. So I hate you, but I love your accent, so... 
get that ass over here. Because she's uh, a terribly written one-dimensional uh, parody of a person, and it sickens and angers me. What'd you guys think of this episode? The the only the only <laughs> solace that I get from this episode oh. is that Louis completely is going to completely miss his inheritance because she's going to jet set around with her new hubby. They're going to enjoy life and spend all the money, which I think is important. You don't think she's like she has one of those like old Warren Buffett issues where like, well, I can't possibly spend it in my lifetime, so. I'll uh, direct it all towards uh, charities. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Warren Buffett. That's uh, that's that... the no. That's the owner of uh, Bill Gates of REI uh, North Face. I can't remember what his name is. I think Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett actually said he would give away most of his money in his lifetime. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. he's not get well. He didn't give anything to his kids. Apparently, like gotcha. I gotcha. think they live comfortably, but that he had like. He didn't give they have, them They billions. have trust funds, but he didn't leave them the actual, like... Yeah. The whole amount. There's no inheritance. The difference between a billion and a million is so significant that it's about a being billion. a billionaire in and of itself is just evil. Like, that's... The, oh, no, only no, dude. Oh, we no were, way to get before, wow. before I got on Somebody's on been radicalized. Radicalized. talking to the wife, and it was like, would you suck a dick... For a million dollars or a hundred million dollars, and I was like, "Yes, oh yeah, oh absolutely, hundred million dollars. That's would, a lot of money." A million dollars. Yes, a uh, million dollars is still a lot of money. A hundred million dollars is where you're at the point where you're like, "Ah, oh, yes, I've bought an amazing condo in New York to hold my art." Exactly, like a hundred million dollars. Where do you want to come? No, no problem. Like, what part of my body oh, are you jizzing on <laughs> In what fantasy like, me, world are people paying $100 just give million? Me $100 dollars million just get the dude. For this shit. You know what? I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do tricks with my tongue. I'll, like, whatever you want. I know for a fact you suck at blowjobs, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Matt. Don't let everybody know that. I want my $100 million. <laughs> Told you it's in the mail. Fuck! Sorry, my blowjobs are five dollars. God damn it! I'm so terrible at them. Uh, can I borrow five dollars to pay for one of Derek's blowjobs? <laughs> Actually, do you have ten dollars? Oh, Lord! No, oh, Jesus! No, I gotta give out two of them. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. Did anybody like this? Are there redeeming things here? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> which, which is which is crazy. It's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I loved this show as a kid. Yeah, me like too. I thought oh, it was yeah. cool as hell. And yeah, then watching Porco Rosso uh, again from what I talked about earlier, like actually being a pilot and then a girl dad. Oh wow! And then watching this show, I was like, "This is trash." And then watching this episode, I was like, this is even more trash. Yeah. Dude, this show sucks. I rem- I kind of remember it being significantly worse then. 
Tales than uh, DuckTales or Rescue Rangers. Like, I, but I loved mm. the concept of it for some reason when I was a kid. But yeah, I I ultimately gr- have grown to hate it. I mean, even even the the fact that like the head pilot Baloo is is essentially projected as an idiot. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Like as 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 a fucking aviator, like a professional aviator, like dude, no, ah, uh, no, <laughs> person like that, like get the fuck out of the cockpit. But, You're gonna but kill an somebody. aviator from the 1930s. Yeah, I mean, come on, Derek. 1930s aviator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had to be better than we were because their shit was unsafe as fuck. Yeah, like they were just like rotate, boom, wing snap off, boom, game over. Hmm. <laughs> I do have to say that when I was a kid, I loved this show, and I was looking forward to watching it again, and I hated this episode, but by the end of the episode, I loved it, just for the sheer fact of this was the episode that we got for Amazingly Terrible, <laughs> and it couldn't have been any per- uh, any more perfect. We only yeah. have like half of the main characters. It is like yeah. a throwaway plot line that is horribly misogynistic and sexist in yeah. all the random... It's super involved. racist. Well, I think the series in and of itself is kind of racist, just in general, because they have the Louis character, who's like depicted as a he's incredibly Caribbean problematic type character. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very problematic. So, like that that alone is a bit of a an issue. But then also, like I know it's not at this point in time, it's not super bad to make fun of French people, but you do have like an incompetent French guy that's all like pampered, running the pirates. He's not French. I think Don Cardinage is supposed to be sort of like a, a mix of Italian, Latin, you know, hyper-masculinity. I, he, it isn't flattering, whatever he's doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a clear impression of Ricky from I Love Lucy. Jim Cummings did say that Desi Arnaz was his inspiration for Don Cardinage. Yes, so. I read that as well. Yeah. He, he definitely looked at Desi Arnaz. There's a lot to hate here, honestly. It's very... It, there it's frustrating to come back to it. <laughs> this episode was really bad. No, this episode was horrible. This would well, also just not deliver on the beauty of its premise, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hated it. No big deal. Hated it, but so, I let my daughter watch it. No, it was trash. It was shit. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. I don't want to watch another episode of uh, it. I mean, never this episode. Send it home. Mike, what, yeah. do, you, what do you think? What did you think of us? Dude, it was just awful. I just... Nothing really good to add, so... Did you see when you were a kid? Do you have any, like, thoughts about when you were a kid watching this? Um, Airplane's cool. Like, that was the extent of it, I think. Yeah. Okay. If if I was watching it, it was like, ooh, airplanes. I don't think I actually paid attention to anything, so... That is a fair assessment as a kid. Yeah. David, what are are your thoughts and insights here? Oh, I just also wanted to mention that uh, Jim Cummings also played Louise. The aunt. Okay, nice, yeah. Yeah, he does the gender oh, the nice. gender bent Louis Prima. Gotcha. Which I would see that show. <laughs> yeah, is, is it just, is it on just Netflix? Louis, just Louis Prima in a dress, just dig up that corpse. And <laughs> yeah, throw a dress expertly on. cut, just right in time to the music. Him and Don Knotts. Yeah, no, yeah. the the pneumatic Don Knotts. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the pneumatic Don Knotts and the gender bender Louis Prima <laughs> on strings. We could have Bernie style. Yeah. And Dancing he, together, uh, we need it. We need a third, a third reanimated corpse. Hey, to, hey, to, we 
We still have like 30,000 episodes of the show to get through, it's so true. yeah, we're, we're fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Some other beloved entertainer <clears throat> would die and we can mock them. Like uh, Chadwick Boseman? He's dead. Too soon, buddy. Yeah, he's dead, but he would be... Oh, it's too soon. Okay, well, once it becomes not too soon, we'll bring Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just like we could tell you exactly when you turn evil when you hit a certain level of money. Like, there's, there's like... It's, a certain amount of time. It's like $57 million and 86 cents. That's when wow. you switch over to being evil. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and it's four years, six days, three hours, and 28 minutes for where it tr- shifts from tragedy to comedy. All I can think of is the fucking song from Rent. <laughs> the, 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 Everybody the has minutes AIDS. Everyone has AIDS. Oh no! Eight, 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 <laughs> you know what's funny is I don't necessarily know if the other episodes are this bad. Oh, you exactly. fucking weasels! You fucking miserable little weasels! Show some goddamn backbone! <laughs> I fucking hated it and I want it cut. Fuck this show! I hate I hated this show and there's no way to know if the rest of them are good, so we got to watch the rest of them to make sure they're bad. <laughs> we we did hear from. Derek, but Matt, would you let your darlest, darlest, my darlest, your darlest, your darling, darlest? Yeah, I would. I, I would not let darlest watch this. I based on this episode, I'm not sure I would let her watch this. Let her watch the series. Uh, this was a big turnoff. Mike, little boy, little girl, would you let them watch this? No. No. Okay. No, All right, sweet. Cause... And signing off for Amazingly Terrible, I am Derek. There's still a lot more show to go, Derek. Yeah, what yeah. W- way to try to weasel out of it. So, Adam's voting to keep it. Derek's voting to drop it. it. Oh, no, I, I dropped this shit. I'm voting this to cut. trash. I'm voting to cut. I, we got to be ruthless. Mike, Mike join the right side, Mike. Mike, come on. Got to be on the side of the angels. Well, I'm going to vote to cut it, so... Fox, I'm I'm voting present. We didn't even get to see Cloud Kicker. The whole like uh, one of the biggest premise of the show is the kids surfing on clouds. We didn't even get to see that. I know that Jesus. was a pretty, that was that you, was a pretty cool. You part. know, watch it on your own time. You know what? I'm not watching this garbage on my own time. <laughs> 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 to watch. Uh, <laughs> we're at Pink TV, motherfucker. No, I'm not wasting that's... my time on this, but you need to waste your time on it. All right. Fine. All right. It's it. It's over. Your reign of yeah. terror is over, Baloo. There is an insurmountable pile of wonderful awfulness to dig into. Redemption. It's David, redemption. That's you, man. You, you have to redeem oh, your shit. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. So go, go to the full cartoon list. Yeah. Vote Tailspin uh, back on. Uh, <laughs> don't do it. Vamp for a little bit while I do some research. He might. Yes. If I bring a bed to your house, can I leave it there? No. <laughs> no more living stuff at my house. Oh, my God. This looks abysmal. Okay. 
Knights of the Zodiac. I would like to move it from the wait list onto the torture list. Oh, boy. Oh. It looks real bad. That's... That is a deke property. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Senya, a young teen, is recruited by Almond Kiddo to become a fabled bronze knight. Oh, boy. This series follows the bronze knight as they fight prolific warriors in the quest of becoming goddess Athena warriors. Oh, there's a million characters. Yes. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh boy. There's 114 episodes. Yes. Yes, it's garbage. <laughs> All right. It's 114 episodes that we've never heard of it. Is this is this like one of the original animes that got turned into uh like uh Voltron? What? No. This Voltron. is from 2010. It looks like it's terrible no, CGI. No, I'm looking at uh, 1986 to 1989. Knights of the Zodiac. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. this is a. New, I'm looking at a new series. Okay, there's an original Knights of the Zodiac. There's a spinoff. <laughs> and you want the oh, spinoff? Boy. Is what you want? Uh, no, I'll take either one. They both look abysmal. Okay. Okay. Well, sign for reverse retcon. We want cartoons, twenty-six hours a day. Reverse retcon. Everybody's favorite part. This is the part where we determine what we're going to be watching the week after next. Go. <laughs> I appreciated that, Adam. Tell me what is number leet. Number what? <laughs> leet. Leet. Thirteen thirty-seven. One three three seven. Leet. Wow. Journey to the center of the earth. Nineteen sixty-seven. Oh, Seventeen boy. episodes. Wow. Yep. And dinosaurs. That sounds amazing. Oh, Who's got it? Man, that's an, uh, that's a torture. Actually, is is this a live action one? Is this a uh... probably? I. Don't think this is a I have show. No idea what that is. Oh no, it says oh, seventeen God. episodes. This this one might be digging into the internet to find this. Its genre I is s- dinosaurs. Sixty-seven. Wow. Nineteen sixty-seven. <laughs> yes. American science fiction Saturday morning cartoon consisting of seventeen episodes, each running thirty minutes. Produced by Filmation, oh, one of our favorites. Aired from September 9th, nineteen sixty-seven to September sixth, nineteen sixty-nine. So seventeen episodes over two years. All right, so oh which episode are we doing? 14. <laughs> episode 14, Return of Gulliver. The Land of Giants is the setting of a war between the Giants and the Lilliputians from across the river. This sounds like it's going to be horrible. The Spider-Man Unlimited rules is like the the film where Tobey Maguire learns how to be it. The worst doctor. He only works on spiders. <laughs> oh, God. All right, David, who is going to be hosting this episode? This honor is going to you, Adam. Fuck! Nice. Oh, <laughs> yes. I will make it work. And I will bring the energy. I will be so high energy. You're going to be like, is Jules Verne in the house? Because this motherfucker's yeah, yeah. going to the center of the earth. Yes. All right. So on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching... Journey to the Center of the Earth, Episode 14, Return of Gulliver. But next time on Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Rickety Rocket, Episode 8, The Creepy Creature Caper. Yes, that got changed due to poor episode availability. Uh, I've been, I've been Grease Matt. (laughs) 
grease bat. I've been Derek. I've been David in the morning. Yeah, David in the morning. Nice. And his wacky yeah, crew. David in the morning. And the David in the Mackey morning show. That's right. I'm Mike. <laughs> thanks. Hi, Mike. Thanks, Hi. thanks for being. Thanks for being your beautiful self. Yeah, I have <laughs> been Atom. Atom. Fuck off. I am Atom. <laughs> Suck my balls. <laughs> Not for a hundred million dollars, my <laughs> friend. A hundred million dollars, you can suck my balls. You know he only has five. Just pop them both. He only wants five bucks. Yeah. All right, guys. I gotta bail. Uh, Call my wife. Right, it's been fun. I love seeing you guys. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. So I was thinking that um, I had two ideas for what we could do this podcast. The first, the first is that uh, we each intro the next person like we're their hype man, or alternative, like we have a mm, a virgining unsuccessful podcast and we've landed like a big get, and we're like super too respectful to them. Uh, the second one is this: Why don't we do this podcast? Is this as if we've been doing podcasting for ten years? Like we just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. Just yeah. say and do ridiculous dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or like we're super into it. We're like subscribe, like and subscribe. Smash that like button. Yeah, why don't you smash mm. that like button? Just smash that like button. Why yeah. don't you? Why don't you put all of our podcasts on? Just leave them running in the background. Oh yeah, go get laid listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give it to you. <laughs> Damn, that's the worst idea ever. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead and just. Yeah, the just goal. get your groove on while listening to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, you're baby. doing great, guy. Keep it up. Just keep <laughs> on going. Oh yeah, I like. I, the got, I got some shit we can fuck too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazingly terrible comes on. Yeah, and yeah. here she's like, "This is the worst night of my life." Yeah, Don't get it, player. Go get in there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Wreck that thing. I like the, I like just the idea. ladies Adam, out there. Adam's <laughs> voice for radio, just like, "Ooh, hey, baby." I like the idea that it's like it's like a sex album, so there are like certain points in the album that you're supposed to hit, you know, at certain moments during lovemaking. So we're like, hey, you haven't really come until you've come to Mike's musical <laughs> outro, where he plays a keyboard. <laughs> I'm, I'm only I'm only gonna yeah, bust yeah. when they hit their swing moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mike talks about redheads. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Swing. Oh. I'm a blonde. I know. Yeah, let's do it. Let's run this podcast as if it's a fuck album. <laughs> yes, <let's do> it. <laughs> Are we sure this is? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah. Just... Welcome oh, to man, I got welcome so to really bad jokes. Welcome to amazingly terrible. Even when it's terrible, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guess what, ladies? We are podcasting in the nude. Yeah. Mm. My balls are stuck to this leather seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>